Are you ready to be the best that you can be? Join hybrid business coach and consultant Charity Brown and her guest as they give you behind the scenes access to the insider tips and tricks that will help you take your business to the next level. Charity has an extraordinary approach to boosting businesses to break out of their modes, influence their industries, and become leaders of their packs. And she's ready to pass this inspiring knowledge on to you today. Learn how to change your game and build your business into what you've always dreamed of, right here on the Create Clarity with Charity Podcast. Hello and welcome to Create Clarity with Charity. Today I have an amazing guest, Nick Guerreri, the CEO of Chelly Fine Liqueur. How are you, Nick? I'm doing great, Charity. How about yourself? I'm doing awesome. So happy that you're here to like help us understand the business of liquor because it is a complicated one. It is, it is. And I appreciate the opportunity. Happy to uh, share and uh, uh, have a chat with you today. Yes. I'm sure my audience will love to hear about your entrepreneurial endeavors during COVID and post-COVID and all the success you've had. So, so happy you're here. So let's jump right into it. Let's talk about you because, you know, the show is about the evolutionary entrepreneur, the CEO, the one who kind of breaks the mold, let's say. And um, I know that you're like a, a younger entrepreneur and kind of started your business during um, trying times. So tell me the story about Chelly and the yeah, audience. Of course. Yeah, of course. So how Chelly started was about five to seven years ago, my father and I had this family recipe and Chelly is a uh, limoncello, a modernized limoncello. And so five to seven years ago, my dad and I were making this in the kitchen and we would give it to friends and family and things of that nature. Uh, we would take it to work parties, holiday parties, any type of gathering we would bring just as a, you know, a party gift for people to enjoy. And over time and time again, people kept saying how good it was and that, you know, we should sell it and things like that. We didn't, at the time, we didn't really think about um, creating a business for it or anything like that. It was just something fun and something that people really enjoyed. And um, it was something where we could share um, full experiences um, while drinking this. And at the time, obviously it wasn't called Chelly. It was just called Guerrero Family Limoncello. And we would just, you know, print some local stickers and put it on some milk glass bottles. So super uh, informal and whatnot. So um, as time went on, I went to school at the University of Arizona and graduated there in 2017. And I had a party at my house in the backyard. And I had about 50 friends over and it dawned on me to bring in some of my friends to have some of the limoncello that was in the fridge. And I brought them in. They were all 21, 22 years old. And once they had this limoncello, they were saying how amazing it was. And not a single person in that age group knew what limoncello was. So a light bulb went off and we were thinking, hey, what be kind of funny if we started a uh, liquor business with, uh, for, you know, a, a more modernized limoncello. And one thing led to the next. Um, you know, we didn't have a, a lawyer at the time or anything like that. And um, so ended up reading all the Arizona liquor laws. And we took local distillery tours around Arizona. And someone took us under their wing and kind of showed us the ropes and took us about uh, nine months to come up with the name Chelly. And then the following year, it took us another about 11 months to go through the process with the licensing, finding the warehouses, making sure, we, you know, we were doing everything uh, legally. 
Um, and so uh, right before COVID, end of 2019, beginning of 2020, is uh, when we launched Chelly. And, um, you know, then we were off to the races. So that's kind of the story about how Chelly started in the background and taking this third generational family recipe from Italy. Uh, lemoncello is normally something that's very syrupy and sugary. And what we did is we took that great foundation that my cousin from Italy had with the family recipe, and we slightly adjusted it so it's a little more health conscious, half the amount of sugar, things like that. So provides a really nice, um, versatile product for people looking to indulge in cocktails and things like that. Yes, and I can vouch for that at one of our AZ Entrepreneur um, events where I met you. I had the pleasure of tasting the limoncelli, and I am a total drink snob. Like, I can only drink certain things. Like, I, I really can't do a lot of sugar. I can taste it immediately. And the chili was so light and fresh, like literally fresh pressed lemons with just the right amount of sugar. So uh, it's really a delight. Definitely recommend it, you guys. So go down to the local liquor store and check it out. Um, are you going nationwide or are you only in Arizona right now? Yeah, so right now we're just in Arizona. Something that's important to us from a strategic standpoint is to really focus on our uh, backyard, if you will, and really just to push the brand awareness uh, in, in our home state. And once we you know, execute uh, that to the fullest and really building out the brand to what we believe it can be, then we'll start looking at other states and possibly other countries and things like that to push our product into. But we really want to build a sustainable brand um, in a strategic way, uh, first through Arizona. Understood. So there is an online for the nationwide uh, audience, right, that they can purchase possibly online on Drizzy or, or one of the online outlets or not? So Drizzly and Total Wine are online platforms. However, we're only licensed in Arizona to sell. Um, so there's some diver, different liquor laws that differ per state. So if they are in the state of Arizona, then they can order online. But as of right now, um, if they're outside of Arizona, we currently can't uh, ship to them. But hopefully okay. we can. Understood. All right. Well, when y'all are in Scottsdale and Phoenix, you got to try the chili because it really is... Awesome, because you do use the finer products, right? You use organic lemons, like fresh press, so it's not like compote, right? Yep. So it's all natural ingredients. We source our lemons from local lemon farmers here. So everything about us is local. Our distilleries here, uh, we use the highest grade of gray neutral spirit. We use all natural lemons and, and things like that. So very simple and ingredients that, you know, you can pronounce um, and so it really provides a very fresh and light drink, as you were saying, when you tried it. And it's something very refreshing that people can have not only in cocktails, but also by itself um, in a uh, normally the limoncello, the traditional way is something you just have after dinner, which is a digestif. Whereas the chili we're bringing is you can bring to the party as how you and I met at the uh, one of the you know parties that we sponsored. So, yeah, yes. And it's good mixed or straight. So that's the lovely thing about it. It's just like really uh, versatile. So exactly. if you want one of those delicious lemon drops with the chili, it's just all over, right? <laughs> it's like candy, <laughs> a really nice light one. <laughs> Dangerously delicious is our slogan. It, uh, and it is. It is dangerously delicious. Exactly. So 
Yeah. So let's talk about more of the like business mainframe. Like we love the product. You have a great brand, good, you know, um, practice and the best ingredients. So let's get into the entrepreneurial journey. Um, because as you know, my audience are majority entrepreneurs, CEOs, business leaders, and they want to hear about the reality and entrepreneurs and, and newbies that are like, you know, maybe I do want to go in the bar business. Maybe I do want to open up, you know, a, distillery myself or you know make beer or whatever like let's talk about like that journey because you're fairly young you're in your 20s and you you didn't have a lot of business experience you're a finance major so when you started it was pre-covid when you guys started dabbling with the idea right yeah so, and just, you know, with the entrepreneurial journey, when I first started, just a little more context about me. So I come from a household um, from entrepreneurs. So my father's a serial entrepreneur, uh, mainly in tech. He now owns his own software. And my mom is in the uh, real estate business and the staging and interior designing uh, world. So I grew up in an entrepreneurial household. I've seen um, at least being around them of what it takes the late night hours and, uh, you know, just the perseverance that it takes to really, you know, sell and get a great product out there or service out there. And mm -hmm. so from a really young age, I've always been interested in how businesses work, how different businesses market and model and, and their unit economics and things like that. I've since I was around 13 or 14, I've always been interested in um, you know, how businesses operates. And, you know, I could read a financial statement at the age of 15. And I was always originally, actually, it's funny, I was always a numbers guy. So now that I'm in hospitality, and it's more of the relationship building is, is something that's been new for me. And it's been really exciting. Um, but also, it's great having a, a numbers background. But, um, you know, more on the story about entrepreneurial household, and, and that's how I started. I've had that spirit in me. And now it's great. I have the opportunity to utilize that um, through my you know, business venture with Shelly. That's awesome. So starting in um, the business, like right at the forefront of COVID, when they were shutting all the bars and restaurants down, you had already had the proof of concept, right? You had already bottled the 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 product and had testings and had like a fan club and all that stuff. Right. And then probably had several contracts with other bars and restaurants. And then COVID came and like shut everyone down. So during that time as an entrepreneur, just for insight, you know, what kind of, um, you know, tools did you use to get through those trying times? Because that's what we really want to offer. Like, I know you were talking about some of your greatest mentors and books. So maybe some of the things that kind of kept you going and motivated when things were rocky. Yeah, no, that's a great question. So some of the things that are important to me to really get me through the tough times and things when the challenges seem, um, you know, too much to bear. Um, one thing that's important for me is, is my faith. Um, just always believing and hoping um, you know, the best is yet to come and really just taking it day by day. I think in just the business world, it's really easy to get caught up um, into what you need to do in the next week or month or quarter, whatever it may be, but really just taking it day by day um, and just having the faith and, you know, believing what you're doing. 
And mm-hmm. not only, you know, paired with faith, but also having a really strong community, family, friends, uh, mentors in the in the business community. I really pride myself in reaching out and asking for help. You know, something that's important for leaders these days is to really, you know, be vulnerable in an aspect where, you know, I know I'm not an expert in everything and really putting, uh, surrounding myself and, and, and my team around with people who have, you know, strengths where our weaknesses are and really being able to lean on them and, and ask them for insight of how they got around this challenge. And that um, has really been important and crucial to uh, the success of Chelly so far. Awesome. Yes. And then you also did a few rounds of investing and, and got some angel investors, start engine. Let's talk about some of the crowdfunding that you did. Yes. So to get this off the ground, um, for those who may not know too much about CPG or the alcohol industry, is that it's very um, capital intensive. Um, so, you know, obviously investing in inventory and then figuring out, you know, selling and marketing it afterward. But really to get this off the ground, uh, we first went to friends and family and, you know, we pretty much exhausted our entire internal network, friends, family, pretty much anyone we went to high school with, college with, those who, um, you know, we were were colleagues with, with previous jobs as well. We really just, you know, tried to leave no stone unturned. And so uh, we were able to raise, um, you know, a fair amount of money in terms of just getting it off the ground. And uh, following that, we did an equity crowdfunding. So through Start Engine, so something similar to uh, Kickstarter and things like that. However, we were we weren't pre-revenue, so we were already um, selling our product out there, but to help fuel our growth and things like that. So we did a equity crowdfunding through Start Engine and raise a little bit more money there. Um, Is that that's Kevin O'Reilly's? Kevin uh, O'Leary, yeah. O'Leary, yes, yeah, one of the sharks. Cool. That's one of the Shark Tank guys, and he's Mm -hmm. he's face of the brand there. And um, it's just a really great platform in order for you know smaller businesses to tap into. Um, the retail investors who, you know, want to, you know, dabble into private investing, which, you know, previously before crowdfunding started, wasn't really accessible for your non-accredited investors. And so it's really mm-hmm. great to really build this investor base who also can be your customers. And, you know, something that's important in business today is really building a, a loyal community. And that's um, a great way to build those um, loyal followers and and want to invest and be a part of the journey and the growth of, of what you're trying to build. Yes, I totally feel that. And that's, that's what you have done really well here locally. Like you are, you know, doing an amazing job, like showing up at the events, like the, the Italian, uh, the Italian festival or what? Yeah. Is- so, so the taste of Italy festival, the taste of Italian Italy. festival previously, but not, and I appreciate the compliment. You know, we always try to get out to as many events as we can, you know, customers aren't going to come to you and, right, and at least potential customers. So really just going out there and, and showing um, how great our product is. And also, you know, the, the awesome experiences you can share while, you know, having Chelly there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome. You really made it through. You're like one of, the, I think you're probably like top two percent. I imagine starting a, a you know, a, a beverage business during COVID. That's no easy feat. And then also getting investors to, you know, buy in. So your numbers must be really strong. You must know your ROIs. You must really be dialed into the metrics, right? Because it is all kind of science when it comes to that. Yeah. And having a finance background really has helped me 
um, understand it more from an investor standpoint, you know, making sure, you know, we're communicating the types of things that they're looking for. So, you know, the less amount of work that they have to figure out, you know, what's going on with the brand, the, the better it is. And, and also being transparent of, uh, you know, where the brand is and what we're trying to do with the vision. And so having a, a finance background has definitely helped in with communicating with investors because they want to make sure that, you know, the person that's, you know, operating with, with their investment capital is, is, you know, sound in, in those types of things. Yes. Yes. It's so key to have your stuff together for sure. And to be able to vet it and be able to, you know, pan out in the end, because that's really the key thing is starting your business. Right. So what would you act, what would you as your own mentor to yourself starting, you know, two and a half, three years ago, now that you've been through all that, what would you tell yourself now that you didn't know then? I would say just through my experiences, I would tell myself to not take the highs too high and not take the lows too low. I think it's common for entrepreneurs to uh, tie their tie their identity almost to their business success or failures. And that's something as a younger entrepreneur, I've had to learn not to do um, that. You know, we technically aren't our business and our identity is not fully in that. And it's in, you know, who we are as who we are as people and not just, you know, what we do for work, you know, even though it's, it's a passion and, and things like that, um, not tying our identity to the, the ups and downs of our business. And, you know, one thing that was a solution for me was just my faith in God and, and having identity and who I am through his eyes was what keeps me grounded. And, you know, not to say I'm perfect and I, and I don't still, you know, falter when, you know, things aren't going exactly well and, and, you know, getting in, you know, down, you know, I, I'm still human at the end of the day, but I always know I can look up and, and you know, believe in, in God and, and who he made me to be and, and who I am through his eyes. And that's really all that matters. And as long as you're just looking at that, you know, focusing on the North Star there, you know, the rest of the waves that, that go on there aren't, you know, seem uh, not as significant as, as when you're going through the storm without that. Yeah. Yeah, because things can appear like <laughs> it's all perception, right? So as long as we got God on our side and, you know, we're feeling good about what we're doing and we're doing the next best thing in business, like what else can you do? So um, a lot of people do get stuck in the negative and also in the naysayers. So like we, everyone has critics, right? And it's like, whether we respect them enough to take the advice or to listen to the criticism or not. And I remember you saying that you had like just some really great mentors and groups that you lean on in times, hard times. Is that? Yeah, no, exactly. And that's something that is very important to me. Um, you are who you spend your most time or the average, you're the average of who you spend the most time with, uh, you know, in your group. Uh, I think I'm butchering that saying, but something along, <laughs> something along those lines. And, yeah. and, and that's something that I've done recently with probably within the last five years is really just tailoring my circle and the people that are um, speaking life into my ideas and endeavors and also reciprocating that as well. Um, not only just with networking, but with the community, you know, it's a, it's a two-way street and not only, you know, are those people there for me to help me learn and, and teach, but I also want to be there for others. And so that's something that's important. And, you know, I think that's what's life's, that's what life is about is really just giving back and, and paying it forward. And, 
you know, a lot of us can attribute our success because of others who've helped us and lent out a hand. And um, mm -hmm. I've always said it takes a village to build something great. And, you know, nothing's done just on one solo act. And so um, really building uh, a community around yourself where you can go to during those hard times. But, you know, also when times are going well, you know, they're there to support and and celebrate with you from a, from a, from a um, you know, a, an appreciative standpoint. Yeah. Yeah, and that's beautiful. Um, because it's not always easy to find that, you know. Um, good people are hard to find. So finding a good community, faith-based, especially and and feeling good about that, uh, awesome support. So that's that's amazing. So during that time, the last few years, what moment in time are you most proud about in regards to your business? Like that sticks out that you you just really made this. Uh, a great opportunity for you and career move for you. Yeah. So I would say specifically with Shelly, I would say uh, one of the things I'm most proud of that we did was really getting through COVID. So in the liquor industry, brands are really built at bars and restaurants. And as you know, mm -hmm. you know, COVID, a lot of the bars and restaurants were having trouble, you know, keeping, you know, the lights on. And so they were not as willing to take on new product. And so as a normal smaller brand, you focus on that. So we really had to flip it upside down and just focus on liquor storage, which were very strong during COVID, a lot of at-home consumption and at-home bartenders and things like that. Mm -hmm. You know, putting cases in the car and driving around town and just pitching to independent retailers and 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 telling them our story and our brand and our values and you know, how we can provide value for them and their customers with our versatile product um, is definitely one of the, the proudest moments. And then the other one would be the double gold medal that we won at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition. Mm -hmm. This is a prestigious competition for all the spirits in the entire world. Um, all the brands, you know, send their product in and there's world renowned judges there. And you know, I really attribute that to our master distiller Hunter, who makes a phenomenal product and really is, you know, all about the details and creating such a delicious quality product. Um, and as you can see there on the screen, you know, winning that award meant so much. Um, being a smaller brand in Arizona, we were only, we were one of the only two Arizona spirit brands to be on the top 100 spirits list of 2021. Wow. And, and um, what the double gold means is that, you know, out of 50 uh, renowned judges in the spirits world, it was a blind taste test. And all 50 of them said that ours was the best mm -hmm. um, and one said it was one of the finest um, spirits in the world. So something we're very proud of, and I'm very proud of Hunter and, and the product he made. And, um, you know, it's really our job to try to get this, you know, brand story and this liquid into many, as many hands as possible. Mm -hmm. um, I would say those are our two uh, most um, proud moments in, in, in overcoming and in, in, in accomplishment within itself on getting that reward. Yeah, that's the, that should be like the overcoming is like key because it really is about overcoming the challenges day to day. It, during that time period, there's no way anyone skated out of there without feeling challenged during COVID. So props to you guys and your team and just the due diligence of like continuing on to the path of greatness and making something so delicious um, and easy to drink and really pretty much guilt-free and you get a really nice buzz. So, Hey, you know, <laughs> exactly right. Perfect for the 
<laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to the next tasting. So let's talk about that. Like what's coming up in the next, you know, 30, 60, 90 days for you guys? Where can people find you? What what should they be looking for? Yeah, so we're always doing events around uh, the Valley in Arizona. Um, and it's coming up soon. We're doing a brunch for charity fundraiser with some other local brands. Um, it's actually going to be this Sunday, which would be March 26th. And this is a charity fundraiser event where we are uh, collaborating with a local restaurant and another local um, beverage brand and, you know, live music with a DJ and things like that. And all the proceeds, we're doing a gift basket raffle, um, a curated beverage menu where proceeds are benefiting um, three charities that each brand picked, each brand got to pick one. So a total of three charities and you know, as I was saying before, uh, what's important to me is paying it forward. And so the charity that actually Chelly picked was Junior Achievement of Arizona. Um, and, their, and their mission really is to um, teach the younger generation about how businesses work and the business models and how different businesses sell and market. So kind of comes full circle to what I was saying earlier about how that was something I was so interested in when I was young. So, it, it, you know, it'll be great to donate to such a great cause. Um, so that's the uh, another that's an event that's coming up. Um, and then we're also doing another charity event with um, Viva or I believe it's Viva Gala in April. And we have another one coming up for the Flavor of Arizona Festival coming up at April 15th. And so we really just want to get out there in the community and, you know, again, try to get as much um exposure to the people to let them know about you know our brand and, and and what we're trying to share with them um and and there's no better way to you know gather around in a, in a great environment with music and friends family great community and and sharing it amongst a uh you know a drink with Chelly. yeah and in beautiful arizona <laughs> so cool well i i think that oh and for all the listeners, it's drinkchelly.com and drinkchelly Instagram, right? So it's always drinkchelly, not just chelly.com, everyone out there. So if you want to go check out everything, it's drinkchelly.com and drinkchelly on Instagram. You have a YouTube as well and all, all, yeah, so all of our social medias are at drinkchelly, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, we're mainly uh, focused on Instagram and, and Facebook. So that's where you can, you know, stay in touch with what events we're doing. Um, but we sell in all the total wines in Arizona uh, for $19.99. And we sell in about 70 to 80 locations across the state of Arizona, Tucson, Flagstaff, Surprise, you know, Phoenix metro area and things like that. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, everyone go out, get out there and get your bottle of Chelly at the local liquor, liquor store at, or also at a lot of local bars and taverns here in Phoenix all over, yep. all over AZ. So it's awesome. So any last words for the audience, words of, you know, affirmation, inspiration, words to live by, anything? Yeah, I would say one thing I always... Um, say to myself every day, you know, it's not going to be every day where you're the most motivated and energetic person. You know, there's definitely some days where you may not, you know, feel your best. And, you know, something that was told to me by actually my parents was just every day, just move the ball forward. It doesn't matter if it's a hundred feet 
one yard, one foot or one inch, as long as you're just moving forward, that's creating momentum. And in business, momentum is everything. So that's the last piece of, I guess, inspiration or a quote that I always think about in terms of, um, you know, just moving it forward every day. That's awesome. That's great advice. Yeah, you got to keep the action. Taking action is so key. So thank you so much again, Nick, for coming on the show and sharing your amazing brand with the audience. And I'm looking forward to seeing you at one of the next events and around an AZ. Awesome. Well, thank you for the opportunity to share everything today, Charity, and looking forward to hopefully doing this again in the future. Yes, for sure. We'll see y'all soon. Ciao. Are you ready to be the best that you can be? Join hybrid business coach and consultant Charity Brown and her guests as they give you behind the scenes access to the insider tips and tricks that will help you take your business to the next level. Charity has an extraordinary approach to boosting businesses to break out of their modes, influence their industries, and become leaders of their packs. And she's ready to pass this inspiring knowledge on to you today. Learn how to change your game and build your business into what you've always dreamed of right here on the Create Clarity with Charity podcast.